Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Today in the topic, Building the Nation Through Architecture, we celebrate the World Architecture Day. If you were to ask a doctor what his contribution to the society is, his answer would probably be that his work heals the ailments of many. If you were to ask a businessman the same question, he might reply that his work allows the economy to thrive. What of the architect? It might seem difficult for most to answer this. After all, like other designers, the results of the architect's labor are concrete and tangible. But the benefits to the society are ironically not. Really, what does designing buildings and public spaces have to do with the development of a nation other than the obvious aesthetics implication? The answer is everything. Architecture Day has been created in order to pay tribute to this industry. Architects have the ability to change the world that we live in with their amazing work. Architecture Day is about recognizing their work as well as the important role that architecture plays. And to celebrate today as World Architecture Day, I have with me on the show an architect in training currently doing his Master's of Science program in Amajibelo University in Zaria, Nigeria. He is also a crypto enthusiast that finds affiliate marketing as an interesting niche. I have Mokutumfon James here. Hello. Yeah, Gloria, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Nice to be here with you. Yes, it's such a pleasure to have you. Happy World Architecture Day to you. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> and today also is the day United Nations is celebrating the World Habitat Day. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned that earlier. So it goes yeah. um, hand in hand, right? Yes. Absolutely. All right, now many people think architecture is all about designing houses and how it looks, but I'm quite sure architecture is more than that. So briefly explain what goes on in the world of architecture. Okay. Like the design of buildings, which people get to appreciate from the aesthetics, is just the primary aspect of architecture. But moving further, it's also a part of our culture. Architecture is also a part of our culture. It stands as a representative of how we see ourselves, mm. as well as how we see the world. Because every culture has its own architecture based on the climate of that region where the architecture is being practiced. So the kind of houses you will see in the north, in northern part of Nigeria, will be different to the kind of houses you see in the south because the climates are different. It is part of our culture because the environment too is what surrounds us. So if we don't design buildings that respond to our culture and our environment, then we will not be representing or seeing ourselves in the way that we should do. So that's another aspect of architecture, aside from just designing buildings. Moving further, we have great architects that have said things. I would love to start with a great architect like Frank Lord White. He said that the modern art is architecture. Without an architecture of our own, we have no soul of our own civilization. Now, this one architect that practice architecture to respond based on the environment that he finds himself. One of the iconic buildings he did in his time was the Falling Water House. Now, when he designed this building, the people that helped him in the construction, they told him that they are not sure if this structure will stand because he built the house where 
we have Falling Water. So that's why the name Falling Water House. Now, he did not just design a structure where people will just see. We know the three basic um, principles of architecture, which is stability, structural stability. That means the house must be able to stand. Then it has to be functional. That's the people using the, the structure will have a user satisfaction on that structure. Then it must have the aesthetic part. That it must be appealing to people seeing it. So, but he went further from just not designing or putting lines together to design a structure, but to design a structure that will respond to the environment where he did the house. So on the part of stability, the people that did the construction, when it was time for them to remove the form work to see if the work will stand, they said that they will not be part of what is happening because they are not ready to kill somebody. So but the architect, Frank Lord White, he said that if this structure will not stand, then he will cease to practice as an architect. But moving further, that house is still standing up till today. It, and it's one of the iconic buildings in architecture where water is falling from the house and he designed that house to meet with the environment which he saw himself. You said quite a lot, Mokutum Farm. I mean, you've mentioned that it's, it's more than the designing, right? It has to do with the environment and how where you live tallies with the environment in which your house is located. Amazing points there. Now, Nigeria has several unique and iconic buildings that have not only transformed its skyline, but they've also become important landmarks. For example, we have the Kingsway Tower in Ikoi, Lagos, the Civic Center, Lagos, the National Theater, Igomon, Lagos, and so many others. There's a central bank, all right, there's a central mosque in Abuja, so many others. Now, seeing this contribution, how well do you think the Nigerian architecture scene is doing? Are architects getting the attention they deserve? Okay. Yeah. Um, let me start with the first um, first part of the question. How the Nigerian architecture, uh, the Nigerian architecture scene is growing. It's actually true that we have so many iconic buildings, like you mentioned, the King's Way Tower in Ikui. That it is a mixed bu- a mixed use building, and uh, which was designed by um, South African architects of 15 story, and the Civic Center. Most of these iconic buildings shows that we are growing in the scene. But there are things I would love to mention, which I believe architects, as we are growing, we need to pay attention to it. Now, for example, the National Theater, Lagos, Igamu, the form of that theater is the military heart. And this structure has been since 1976 for a very long time. But one of the things that I observed as, a, as an architect in training is that it's not just about developing these buildings or just building these or raising these structures. But one important aspect that we should pay attention to as we are growing is on how these buildings could be maintained. Because we raise so many iconic buildings that sometimes we don't pay attention to maintaining these buildings. And before we know it, these buildings don't give us the attention it gave us when it was raised. So I would love to mention other iconic buildings like the Federal Ministry of Defense, which was initially built for Nigerian Port Authority. If you look at that building, it's so iconic because it looks like a ship. The main idea was that that structure was supposed to save the Nigerian Port Authority because before it was now turned to Nigerian Ministry of Defense. Mm. Now, we have other 
iconic buildings like the Akwaibum Digital Library, which is the biggest library in West Africa. And that was designed by an architect from Nigeria, to be precise, Akwaibum, that is architect Victor Pan. We also have so many other iconic buildings like the Central Mosque. We have the Nest of Champions as an international stadium. We have the Economical Center. But what I want to really say is that we are growing the way I'm seeing. But I want us, the architect and every other person, because we design these structures for people, either for the government or for private use. Let's also pay attention to maintaining this building, which it has to do with the restoration part of it and the preservation part of it. Because at some point, the National Theatre Igamu was abandoned, probably due to poor maintenance or something. But that structure, I think it's being revived now and people have started using it. So that's one aspect that I feel we should look at. Then another aspect is sustainability. In in the aspect of how the Nigerian architecture scene is growing. Because most of the time, we'll travel outside and we see some structures that are very interesting. And when we come back to this country, we want to implement the same thing. But we fail to pay attention on the sustainability of that structure that we want to raise in this country. Now, the materials that are being used in doing this construction outside the country, is it easily sourced here in Nigeria? Now, if this structure goes faulty and we need to maintain it, can we get the materials that we use in doing the construction easy in our own parts of the country? Now, when we fail to pay attention to these things, we'll raise iconic buildings that with time it will face out because we don't have the materials readily available in our environment. And when it is not readily available, it is not going to be sustainable because most of the times those materials do not respond well to our climate. Because say, for example, we have bamboo, for example, in large quantities in our region. If you look at the kind of houses our grandparents lived, they built houses that responded well to our environment, mud buildings. If you can Think way back. If you enter that, if you have slept in a mud, a mud building before, it's naturally cold. You don't even need um, um, artificial ventilation like the air conditioner fan to keep that place warm or um, to keep that place cool. But we used, or let's say, they used materials that responded well to our environment, meaning that their own architecture was more sustainable. But here now, as we are growing, we tend to be importing almost everything to build structures, and we forget about how these buildings are going to stay for a very long time. Then another aspect which I want to quickly throw more light on on the architecture scene as, as it is growing is on how our buildings could get... Because most of the times we tend to go for vacation in Dubai, we want to visit the Eiffel Tower in Paris, and people want to go into the structures because these structures... They have designed it to be generating revenue. But if we don't have structures that we can preserve and maintain to invite tourists, we will not be able to make money out of our, out of the structures. And these are also going in line with a, a project that I'm working currently. I'm, I'm working on a project to develop a national monument for Nigeria. Because, um, like I said earlier, if you look at um, Paris, for example, you will see that the Eiffel Tower is just one structure that once you see it, your mind will go to Paris. Mm. So, but in Nigeria, which structure do we have that once you take a look at it, 
the the the, the, the first thing that will come to your mind is Nigeria. That's um, one of the budget I'm trying to. <laughs> more to inform, I think that um, there's a particular mo- most movie producers use it in their movies. I mean, the Ikoi okay. Link Bridge. So once you see the okay. Ikoi Link Bridge, that bridge from the top, you already know this is Lagos, Nigeria. But then again, I yeah. think we, it's going to make a very a lot of sense to have another uh, building or another monument where you look at and you know that, oh, this is Nigeria. This should be Nigeria. Yeah. So go ahead. I just wanted yeah. to chip in that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually true. When we look at the Ikoyi Bridge, well, if you, if, if you are looking at um, um the, 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 the aspect I'm coming from, like the Eiffel Tower, most people go to visit that place. Mm. Like the, the, the Sydney Opera House in Australia, most people go to visit. So we are looking at the structure where people, where tourists will come and monies will be generated for the country to help the economy. Now, moving on to the second um, aspect of the question where you asked, if architects are getting the right attention that they deserve. Um, I, I want to say that, I, I won't say a no or a yes, but I, I, I want to come in this light that they are not getting the adequate attention that they need. Now, coming on this slide, now we are already, let me look at, let's, let's look at it in this aspect. There's a lot of competition in the built environment. And most people tend to feel that they could design buildings. So that you see a bricklayer or someone that's just started knowing how to lay blocks will meet someone and tell someone, I know how to design buildings. Now, people not being ready to pay professionals to design buildings for them, they'll say, ah, is it this building that you want to design with 500,000? I have someone that can do it for me with 30,000 naira. Now, that is an aspect. Now, let's even leave the quacks. Now, even in the built environment where we get to interact with professionals, some professionals would want to leave their own field and try to do what is not in their own jurisdiction to do in their field of practice, which is, which I believe is the lack of the architects not paying attention to some of the things that they should be doing when they now leave it unattended to, then other people will now be taking that responsibility to do. And that has been going on for a, for a while, which if not checked, it will keep making the attention that architects are supposed to get to come down. Now let's look at policies, government policies. Now if governments are doing policies for the development of a particular environment or state, they need to incorporate the architects because they are vast. They have the experience in planning. But when they are not given the opportunity to act or play their part in the development of the nation, then architects will not be given the right attention. That's one part of um, thing that I'm seeing. Then lack of awareness because most people are not aware that they even need the services of an architect. They just feel that anybody can draw a line. But there's one thing I would love to I would love to quote, and this is from a very renowned architect. This is from Frank Lord White, the, the architect I mentioned before. He said that a doctor can bury his mistakes, but, a, but an architect can only advise his clients to plant vines. It means that a mistake an architect does 
in designing a building can cost so many lives. Like you agree with me, whether you are feeling fine or not, if if some like we have seen some collapsed buildings happening, these buildings were not given the right attention, which I believe probably were done by quacks, people who feel who do it cheaper. So once that building collapses, so many lives are lost. But a mistake a doctor does can only kill one person at a time. But a mistake an architect does can kill thousands of people at a time. So the attention that architects need to get is supposed to be more because they play a very vital role in the development of our society and community. Okay. All right, then. That's quite a lot there, but I believe that the points you've made have been taken. Now, finally, let's talk the reason why we're having this conversation. We're talking about the role of building, the role of architecture when it comes to nation building. I mean, someone listening might think, what has architecture got to do with nation building? Nation building should be politics, should be government. But what do you think architecture has got to do with nation building? Okay, first, let's start by understanding what nation building is. Then we now see architecture on how it plays to be something that will help or aid our nation to be built. Because nation building is a process of structuring a national identity using the power of the state. This process aims at the unification of the people within a state so it remains politically stable and viable in the long run. Now, let me make a little illustration before I go deep on the role that architecture plays in nation building. For example, now, if a construction is going on, let's say, for example, the National Theatre began when it was done. Now, the architect has finished doing his work. He cannot stand alone to go and do the construction. Now, hands will be required to do that construction day by day, economy of the people around that environment will improve because they will get to do the work and they will be paid. Now, one thing I've come to understand is that most of the problem that we have is always when we don't have what to do, lack of money, lack of money problems, having people will now think of ills to do. But if there is always job that is available, people will get to unify because we could not achieve that national theater um, construction if people did not come together to build. Now, it gave the environment a facelift and it also improved the economy of the people that did the construction. And it also bring an increase in the economy because people will get to use that structure if it is sustained and money will be brought to the government. Like I've seen some movies that that structure has been used to do. And that has also, been, has also brought about um, money to the government. Now let's go in depth on the role that architecture has to play in in nation building. We now know that one of the most vital human needs is shelter, aside from clothing and the food that we eat. So designing and construction of infrastructure and the built environment for the people while taking note of the errors of the past structures is one of the role of architecture in nation building. You know that there are some structures that might have been designed and when you get into this structure, you might not get the comfort, the desired comfort. Now let me bring it down to just the normal house that we live. Sometimes we design a house, the main idea of designing a house is to feel comfortable. But when you design a house and you are staying in the house 
and you're saying that the house is too hot, it means that that house has failed in its functionality. Some people step out of the house to say, let me stay outside to get breeze. Normally, a house is supposed to give you that comfort. You don't even need to step outside the house to get that breeze. Some people say, I need a fan or I need an air condition in this house to maintain the airflow or give the cool in that space. Now, but architecture, coming in as nation building, coming in to see the mistakes of some of the structure, we now know that as you are designing the next structure, this is the mistake that was in this particular structure, then you should not repeat it because the structure that we are raising is giving a facelift to the environment and it is a, and, and it is a development to the society. Now, um, a great architect said, Norman Foster, he said, as an architect, you design for the present with an awareness of the past for a future which is essentially unknown. Now, these three parts are the things architects should look out for because when they do these things, it aids nation building. Because if you keep designing failed buildings where people come in and they are not getting the satisfaction they need, then there's no how. There's no how we are going to grow. Like I said, that shelter is the basic need of man. So if we keep designing houses for people that people cannot stay inside, then we cannot grow as a nation. That's one aspect of um, aspect of uh, architecture playing in nation building. So we know another aspect that nation building can involve the use of propaganda or major infrastructure development to foster social harmony and economic growth. I, I already made an instance of this in when I when I before I defined um, when I before I gave an explanation to nation building. So, but this second um, definition has also shown that it that architecture plays a vital role because it says that national building can involve the use of propaganda, that's one, or major infrastructure development. So that's the architecture comes to play, the major infrastructure development to foster social harmony and economy. That's when I was talking about the economic growth because when people have what they are doing, they will get paid. And the government raising the structures will also generate revenue from it. Now, moving deep on the role that architecture has to play in nation building, um, number two, after setting the first one, is that the architect is the reality builder. Now, this is the person that provides shelter. So imagine us living in an environment where we don't have the basic need, which is shelter. We just get the food and the clothing. How do we protect ourselves from danger or how do we protect ourselves from the climate um, the the environmental factors like wind, like rain or erosion or some of these things or sunlight. But if the architect provides shelter, people will be comfortable, stay in their space and do different businesses and they will be good. So an architect contributed in nation building by providing what the basic necessity of man, which is what shelter. Now another part that architecture has to play in nation building is that as an architect, you have to be visionary. You have to understand history. Where are we coming from? What happened in the past? What kind of shelter was provided? Then looking at the current climatic situation, what are you to do? And also looking at the future, what do you think we are going to need? Or the structure we are doing now 
how is it going to respond to the future? Now, you agree with me that we have been hearing so many things, saying the depletion of the ozone layer because of the release of so many chemicals in our industries, which has increased the intensity of radiation on our environment. So if architects cannot understand this fact, to provide structures that will respond and protect the people living in a particular environment, then how do we talk about the growth of a nation? Because we cannot just stay in an open environment where we are faced with so many challenges that are not protected from the environment and we believe that we are going to grow. Then another aspect which the which architecture has to play, which is the architect himself, the architect must be someone that preserves like architects as a preservationist, like someone that preserves something. So now we're looking at our heritage and our culture. Like when I started off, I talked about that aside from designing buildings, that an architect pays attention to the culture and the environment which he stays. So if we don't promote... Let me not say if. Now, for nation building to occur, then we need to promote our self-identity and pride to one's what community and reflects the strength and resilience of a culture that defines a nation as a unique and innovative what and innovative. Now what I'm saying is that for example now let me look at a structure that has responded well to if you observe Access Bank, if you observe the way they do their design, and I want to cite Access Bank as an example, if environment Access Bank wants to cite their design, the design of that structure there are some elements of the culture of that environment being instilled in the building. It will help what? It will make the building not to look alien to people because it's how you do a structure in a particular environment and it will look alien to the people that people will even be afraid to enter into that structure. Mm. Another quick example is the Lagos house in Abuja. If you look at that house, you see something that looks like the masquerade, the two man and the masquerade from the elevations. Now, this is done to promote the culture and the identity, the heritage and culture of the Lagos people from that structure. It's the rule of an architect to do that, to build. Because when we are talking about nation building, nation building, and we are not paying attention to our heritage and culture, then we are not doing then we are not towing the right line. If you are actually talking about nature building and nation building, you are not paying attention to our culture and our, and our heritage. So, architect has a role in that part to promote our culture and, and our heritage by preserving it, which will reflect in the structures that is going to design. Now, another aspect which has to do with nation building, which an architect has a role to play. You know what, Mokutumfa? If we go on and on and on, we will not leave today. And we're really running out of time, all right? So just share with us finally your words to every architect out there today on World Architect Day. And let's wrap it up from there. Okay. With not forgetting our theme for this year, which is about the clean environment for a healthy world. My word to every architect today is that anytime we think of designing a building, let's think of how sustainable that building will be. Let's pay attention to our climate and our environment and design buildings that will respond to our environment so that we keep having a clean environment for a healthy world. All right. Well said. Architect in training currently doing his master of science program in Amadebelo University, Zaria. Crypto enthusiast, uh, one who loves affiliate marketing, has joined me on the show. Mokutum from James, thank you for sharing your thoughts. 
and happy World Architects Day to you. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be on this platform. Amazing. Now, architects play a massive role in society. I mean, you heard from him. If we can go on and on and on, we will not exhaust all of the roles that they play. Their work is a combination of both science and art, which draws on and intertwines with politics, economics, sociology, psychology, and more. So we should always appreciate their work and pay tribute to all of the amazing things that they have done so far. They make our lives beautiful. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.